Would you take your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Luke, Luke chapter 10. For the next three weeks, I'm going to do a three-part study of the life of Mary of Bethany. I find it interesting that as you study her life, you'll notice something very unique about her. Mary, of course, was the sister of Martha and Lazarus. At every time that her name is mentioned in the Bible, she's sitting at the feet of Jesus. Now, let me ask you a question. To have your name in the Bible would be something very special in the first place. But to have it listed sitting at the feet of Jesus, don't you think that would be very, very, very special? Uh, I've titled this series of messages, Spending Time with Jesus. And what we're going to look at, we're going to look at three different things. Lord, I worship you. We see that in the life of Mary. And then we're going to see next week, Lord, I need you. We see this when Mary's brother had died. And then we find Mary anointing the feet of Jesus with oil. And there we're titled that, Lord, I love you. And so we're going to look at that for the next three Three weeks. So, with your Bibles open, let's look at this first passage of Scripture. Luke chapter 10, verse 38. Would you stand with me in reverence of reading God's Word? <clears throat> now, it happened as they went that he entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him. Into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Boy, the Lord knows exactly what to say at the right time, doesn't he? Lord Jesus I would have loved to have been there that day watching Martha scurrying about, but also watching Mary just sitting at your feet, basking in your presence and your love, just looking in wonder into the face of the Son of the living God thinking that she is there in his presence. Lord, we're here today in your presence. 
Help us have a heart like Mary. Help us have a desire, a priority like Mary. And Lord, that we might find ourselves sitting at your feet today, worshiping you, loving you, adoring you. Help me, Lord, to get out of the way. And may the Christ that I preach will be the forerunner, that He will be the one that is speaking to us today. Lord, we are so dependent upon You for the preaching and the hearing of Your Word. To Your glory, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. There's five occasions in the book of Luke we find someone sitting at the feet of Jesus. You go back in uh, chapter 7, verse 38, and you'll find that there's a woman weeping at the feet of Jesus. And then in chapter 8, verse 35, you find a man sitting at the feet of Jesus. And then in chapter 8, verse 41... You find a ruler there sitting, falling before the Lord Jesus Christ's feet. And then in chapter 17, verses 15 and 16, you see a leper praising and leaping and standing in wonder at the feet of Jesus. There's something about being at the feet of Jesus. Here we find in chapter 10, a lady by the name of Mary. Mary is distinguished from all the other Marys by labeling her as the Mary of Bethany. In other words, she lived at Bethany, and she was the sister of Martha and Lazarus. This story is very special to me. My grandmother's name was Mary, and she had a twin sister, and her name was Martha. (laughs) And my mom used to tell me, I, even though I did not ever get to know my, my grandmother, my mom used to tell me that it was quite interesting that Mary, my grandmother, had a deep love for the Lord Jesus Christ. Martha, her sister, she was one that was always so, she was like a busybody, always working. And so it was interesting that these two ladies uh, were in comparison of the ones that is here in the Bible. So I am very interested in this particular story. Herbert Locklear, as he spoke of Mary, He said that she was the woman of everlasting remembered. And I think the reason that she is everlasting remembered is simply because every time you find her, she's sitting at the feet 
of the Lord Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 10, verse 39. She's sitting at the feet. John chapter 11, verse 32. She's sitting at the feet of Jesus. John chapter 12, verse 3. She is bowing at the feet of Jesus. There's something about being at the feet of our Lord and Savior. No doubt the songwriter was so descriptive of Mary's life when they penned these words. More, more about Jesus. More, more about Jesus. More of His saving fullness see. More of His love who died for me. I think if you want to describe Mary, that's exactly what you could say about her. Fanny Crosby, I think, that wrote a beautiful song that we're very familiar with that should be our prayer that says something like this, Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross, for thou hast died. Draw me nearer, 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 blessed Lord, to thy precious bleeding side. My friend, let me ask you a question today. What is your desire today? When you come into the house of the Lord today, what was your purpose of coming today? Was it out of tradition? Was it out of a habit? Or was it as a desire of That song that we just got through singing, Lord, draw me nearer, nearer, nearer to Thee. I believe that as God is looking upon our hearts today, that He would like to see every single child of God here today with that beautiful desire, Lord, draw me nearer, nearer. Let's look at these two ladies for a few moments. You have heard about them. You've read about them. You've heard sermons about them. But what I'd like for us to do is focus in on Mary just for a few moments here today. First of all, as you go back and look at verse 38, you will notice that it was Mary's foremost desire. If you have a bulletin, you might want to follow along with me in that outline. And it was Mary's foremost desire, that her chief desire of all desires that she had was to be as close as possible to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, of course, there's a contrast, are there not, between Mary and Martha. Martha, she opened her home to the Lord. The Bible says in Luke chapter 10, verse 38, Now it happened, as they went, that he entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. That word welcome literally means to admit one under one's roof for the purpose of entertaining. In other words, if you go back and you began to realize that Jesus was very, very close to Mary and Martha and Lazarus, I guess you probably could say that they were probably his best friends because 
he spoke of them quite often. And there, of course, he went to Bethany, and it seems like every time he went to Bethany, that one of the very first things he did, he went to their home. And the Bible says that. And what did Martha do? I think she did this, not just this time, but on many occasions. She had welcomed the Lord into her house. Now, I can almost imagine as Jesus was making his way there into Bethany, Martha goes rushing up. Now, Jesus, you've just got to come over to our house. I've got a a meal cooked for you. And uh, we want to welcome you. And, and, and you know my home is your home. And won't you please come? She welcomed him into her house. Boy, it's a great day, my friend, when that man or that woman or that boy or girl welcomes the Lord Jesus Christ into their heart. Is it not? Oh, Lord Jesus I love you, and I welcome you into my life. And there, at that moment of the new birth, where God sent His Son to come into your life and to give you everlasting life. And oh, what a rejoicing time that is. I tell you what, I got saved when I was 10, and I've never gotten over it. I've never gotten over it. When I invited Him into my life, I remember that when Brenda and I built our first, I mean, built our home that we live in today and all the other homes we lived in. But one of the very first things we did, we prayed and we welcomed the Lord into our home. And we've, we've, we said, Lord, we want you to feel welcome here. We want you to be at home here. My friend, I do not take it for granted that when I come to church that the Lord is here. But I want to welcome Him. I want Him to know that He is welcome. And so Martha did that. She welcomed Him into her home. But oh, Mary did something even far greater than that. She welcomed Him into her heart. The Bible says in Luke chapter 10 verse 39, And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard His word. Now, Martha had a desire to, for Jesus to be present in the house. But Mary had a desire to be in His presence. And there's a big difference, my friend. Mary wanted to stand, I mean, to, to sit at the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I can almost imagine that day. Maybe Jesus had come in to Bethany unexpectedly. Have you, ladies, have you ever had a guest in your house unexpectedly? And maybe your husband says, come on over and we're going to, my wife's going to cook supper for you or dinner. Well, you hadn't prepared it maybe at that moment. And you go into the kitchen and you scurry around trying to bring everything together to for a meal. I can almost imagine Martha there. She is scurrying around. She's got uh, uh, the biscuits in the oven. She's got the beans on the, on the uh, stove. 
She's got the steaks on the grill. She's got the iced tea, that good old southern sweet iced tea. She's got all those fixings, and she's scurrying around trying to make sure everything is right. Well, you can imagine doing a number of things all at one time. She's wanting to make sure that the the uh, table is set just right. She probably no doubt pulled out the china. She probably pulled out the crystal. She probably pulled out the uh, silverware. Oh, man, she had the best. And she looks around and she says, where's Mary? No doubt, probably in the beginning, Mary was helping her. (laughs) She thought Mary was loathing on her. And there you find her. Oh, Mary immediately began to help us to realize what her priorities were, wasn't she? What is your priorities? What is my priority? I'm afraid that sometimes my priorities are out of, out of order sometimes. And the Lord sometimes has to remind me what my proper priorities are. I remember what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 31. Listen to what he says. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? Someone would, would might say, my priority is fashion. My priority is food. My priority is finances. It's amazing that people never change, and Jesus addressed that many, many years ago. But then he follows up on this verse of Scripture where Matthew 6, 33. But you seek first. You seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and these things, other things, shall be added unto you. Oh, my friend, I believe that a lot of times that we get our priorities all out of focus, all out of whack. So we see, first of all, Mary's foremost desire. Her desire was to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. We've already touched on this, but I want us to go back and look at it a little bit further of Mary's first priority. Her first priority, you see of how that just kind of moves right in together. You look at Martha and she is distracted and you look at Mary and she is delighted of the circumstances of what's going on. Well, we look at Martha and she is cumbered with many things. The Bible says in Luke chapter 10 verse 40, but Martha was distracted. And that word distracted in the King James Version says she was cumbered with much serving. Distracted. 
she was so focused upon getting the meal right and getting the table set and getting everything else right that she had forgotten of the importance of stopping and spending time with the Lord Jesus Christ. You do realize how important priorities are, don't you? That if you don't have proper priorities, my friend, that you will experience great havoc. A number of years ago, there was a famous or a very popular airline that had just left New York and they were on their way to Miami. And as they were approaching the airport in Miami, they hit the lever to put down the, uh, the, the landing gear. But they noticed something, that the light that was to show that the landing gear was down never came on. And so the uh, pilot and the engineer began to work on the little light. They got another light and they put it on there. They began to thump it. They began to bang it. And next thing you know, the, the co-pilot got involved in that. And while they got so involved, no one began to think about aborting the landing or manually putting the, that uh, gear down and that plane crashed in the Everglades. Over a hundred people perished in that terrible crash. All because their priorities was not Set. The priority was that that plane was to land safely and not on that little light that was on that instrument panel. My friend, I'm going to ask you today, have you, when's the last time you sat down and you've listed your priorities? Matthew 6.33 says that if you're a child of God, your priority should be seek ye first. Mary was a, a lady that understood what her priorities was. Martha did not. And there you find her. So you see, Mary is content with that one thing. And I think it's interesting that the Bible says there's this one thing. Jesus said there's this one thing that she does. Now, I don't want to be too harsh on Mary, I mean on Martha. I think that she, a lot of times, uh, uh, we sometimes read this passage of Scripture and, and we're, we're a little bit too hard on Martha. But at least she's serving. There are a lot of people today that knows the Lord Jesus Christ, they're not serving. Places in the church that goes left undone simply because people are not willing to serve. Heard about a little boy one time went to uh, the grocery store 
And uh, he asked the grocer, he said, uh, sir, he said, uh, I want to buy a box of Tide. He says, well, what do you want this detergent for? He said, I want to wash my cat. And the grocer said, well, son, you don't wash your cat with that type of detergent. Yes, I do. Let me have a box of Tide. So he did. The next day, the little boy came in to the grocery store, and the grocer asked him, and says, what happened to your cat? He said, oh, he died. He said, he died. He said, I told you not to use that detergent upon him. He said, oh, it wasn't the detergent that hurt him. It was the spin cycle that bothered him. <laughs> I can almost imagine that Martha was in a spin cycle, don't you think? And so here you find the contrast between Mary and Martha. And so Luke chapter 10 verse 40 says, But Martha cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, does thou not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her, therefore, that she should come and help me. Suggesting that serving was more important than worshiping. My friend, you can serve without worshiping, but you can't worship without serving. There's a big difference. A lot of people come to serve and they're busy, busy, busy and they almost feel like they're in a spin cycle. It seems like they're, they're stressed out. And they burn out. It's simply because you haven't spent time worshiping. But if you really, truly worship, there will be that time of serving. Well, let's go and look at the one last thing as we look at this passage of Scripture. We've looked at two things. Mary's foremost desire and Mary's first priority. But thirdly, look at Mary's foundational practice. Her foundational practice. The Lord said to Martha, Mary is... Mary is doing this one thing. I believe one of the greatest, greatest lessons of worship is found right here. We think worship is coming to church on Sunday morning and singing a song. And that is worship. But it goes far more deeper than that. Goes far more deep. My friend, I truly believe if you haven't worshiped before you come on Sunday, you're really not going to worship on Sunday. An overflow of your worship is when we come corporately to worship. Worship here is, is a prescribed practice. Martha is serving, but Mary is worshiping. Martha is the worker and Mary is the worshiper. Jesus said, but this one thing is needed. The word needed means requirement. Demand, an employment. 
what Jesus was talking about. Sitting at the feet of our Lord Jesus Christ, saying, must be a priority. Martha was so totally wrapped up in the working that she failed the worship. I'm afraid that we are like that so many ways. Now, let me ask you a question. How does worship affect us? I think in two ways. Worship is profitable. Now, you look in Mary's life and you look at the life of Martha and you can see it profitable in two ways. First of all, I think it was profitable because there was an internal profit. Now, When you get the picture of Mary and Martha, do you not get the picture of here is a woman, she's stressed out when you think about Martha. She's all stressed out. Her hair is probably sticking up. Her aprons are dirty. Uh, She's running around and she's just stressed. She's anxious. But then you see Mary... Calm, cool, and collect. And she's just sitting. There is profit in worship. That that I don't have to get so stressed out. I don't have to get to a point where I feel like I'm about to lose my mind. But in a calm, cool, collect way, it becomes profitable to me physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Martha's worried. Mary's worshiping. <laughs> Martha is anxious and Mary is anticipating Jesus' next words of what he's going to say. But not only is it profitable internally, but it's profitable externally. You stop and you think about this. The practice of worship is that when I began to practice my worship with the Lord here today, you know that that's only choir rehearsal of what's going to happen in the days to come. We'll be there 10,000 years and we've just only begun. Worshiping. When I think about my Lord and to know that the first 10,000 years of eternity that possibly that I could just sit at His feet. And to bow and to worship and to praise Him 
and to glorify Him. What an eternal prophet that will be. You do understand the reason that God saved you. Not only to redeem you, but that you would worship Him. You would praise Him. You would honor Him and glorify Him in all that you do. I heard about these two men were out in the woods one day. And they were chopping trees down. One guy, he took his axe and he never stopped. He worked all day long chopping trees down. The other guy, he chopped trees down as well. But there was something unusual about this guy. It's because every hour on the hour, he stopped and he rested. And at the end of the day, the guy that stopped every hour on the hour had chopped down more trees than the guy that did not stop. And the guy that did not stop chopping his trees down, he looked at the guy and he says, I don't understand it. I didn't take a break. I worked all day long, and yet you chopped more trees down than I did. And yet you stopped. He said, yes. He said, I not only stopped. He said, but when I stopped... I sharpened my axe. There's something about worship sharpens the axe. Something about worship that sharpens the axe. What is your priority? Are you a Martha? You serve, and the Lord commended her. He didn't condemn her for her service. He commended her. But he is saying, but Mary did this one thing. This one thing. And as she was sitting at his feet, she was adoring him, loving him, And worshiping Him. Wouldn't you like to be a Mary like that? My desire is, my desire, yes, to serve the Lord with all my heart, with all my mind, and with all my soul. And do as much as I possibly can for the glory of God. But oh, Lord, don't let me get too busy that I forget to worship you. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the story that you gave to us here today of Mary. What an example she was. I thank you, dear Lord, That she has taught us what our priorities are, should be. 
She has told us how it can profit us in worshiping You. Lord, I may be talking to someone here today that has never welcomed You. That has never put a welcome sign on their heart and say, Lord Jesus, I welcome You into my life. Today would be that day that you would like to come into their life. Lord, there might be someone here today that says, I'm saved, but I don't serve you, Lord, like I should. I see opportunities, and yet I find myself making excuses for not fulfilling those responsibilities because I'm too busy. Oh, God, help us to prioritize the importance of serving you. But then, Lord, most importantly of all, help us to realize that the number one priority is to worship you. So, Lord... May the Spirit of God move among us and speak to us as only He can and show us of our need of surrender. In the blessed name of Christ we pray. Amen.